Baseball, Baseball is back! March 10, 2022. Baseball Commissioner, Rob Manfred, holds an evening press conference. Good evening, everyone. I have to say, I am genuinely thrilled to be able to say that Major League Baseball's back and we're going to play 162 games. One of the good things about collective bargaining is that it gives our players an opportunity to have input on what their workplace and the game is going to look like going forward. Our players are great, great athletes. I respect them, and I respect the input that we received from them during this process, and we really did learn a lot. Welcome to our Baseball is Back episode. My name is Ellie, and I'm a proud Alaskan who can see Russia from my house. I am joined by my aging Gen X co-host, whose Appalachian Trail nickname is Hospice. Well, that well, that is true. The, the runner-up name was Rigamortis, but it had too many syllables. So, Well, and I think you're leading the charge on making sure we have Braille trail markers across the Appalachian Trail, right? For all the aging hikers. Uh, that's your doing? That's right, correct. I just need to upgrade my readers. Yeah. All right. And we are also pleased to welcome back our favorite baseball experts, the Mets mob. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us, Sal. Gentlemen, would you like to introduce yourself again? Leonardo, go ahead. I'm Leonardo from Manhattan, regular WFAN caller. Saturday mornings on with Richard Neer. Rob from the Upper East Side. Loving the Mets mob and Leonardo. Don't, don't you have a podcast that you do? We'll talk about that oh, later. Okay. But I, you wanted to I, I have a segue for it, but keep going. No, I thought you wanted to break your record for immediate plugs. Nah. All, I'm all, right. all right, then I'll turn it over to Dave. <laughs> there you go. Hey, everybody. David Grover, a.k.a. D. Grove from beautiful New York City. Baseball fan, attorney, and a whole bunch of other things. Looking forward to today. So, Sal, you have also, this is your first time joining the Mets mob. Uh, what makes you qualified to join in on the Mets mob today and discussions with um, the MLB contract negotiation? Oh, I was supposed to be qualified, huh? Well, no, 50-year Dodger fan. Um, so the Mets mob thing, you know, I feel for them, but that's okay. They can go through their suffering. Uh, we go through our suffering. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, uh, just... Baseball is my number one thing, even though I've got my Liverpool hat on. Baseball is my number one sport. Love it. Hate some of the rule changes, but uh, it's my, again, I just love being at the ballpark, love, love the game. All right. Well, that's all you need to be qualified. Thank so you. we are an all-inclusive group here. So, gentlemen, the last time we assembled was on February 27th, and the collective bargaining agreement between MLB owners and players was still being negotiated. And things did not look promising at the time. But last night, on March 10th, a deal was finally agreed to by the players and owners. First of all, I wanted to go around the table and take your temperature um, just to see, is this a good deal, bad deal, a win-win um, for everybody, or just the players, just the owners? So let's start with David and our work our way around. Um, what do you think? Well, first of all, let me just say that 
I was correct, everybody. You guys mocked me. You made fun of me. <laughs> I said a deal was going no, to get done. No, it got done. No, you know, the people, no. podcast listeners don't see the emails making fun of me that you guys sent me. Oh, well, he said, you, you said it's going to be resolved. It was resolved. And guess what? We're getting 162 freaking games, boys. So don't ever doubt me. Okay? Number one. Wow. Number two, you know something? It's a good deal. It's a great deal for the players. I think they did very well. It's a great deal for the owners. They'll do well, too. The fans, you know, we get our baseball back. But, man, too many playoff teams, a DH. So, you know, players, owners celebrate. Fans should be happy. We we got our baseball back. We're getting our games back. Just get rid of this dopey rule change. Just leave baseball alone, will you? All right. Who's who's up next? Rob, you have anything to say? I do. First off, I'd like to clarify in that I believe we just ridiculed Judy Grove. It was ridicule. It was nothing else besides ridicule. Second of all, I guess congratulations on on uh, solving the time uh, the quantum theory because you had said that the strike would be resolved last Wednesday. So if you were in fact correct, I guess it is a week ago and what the hell are we all doing here? Three, there was a lockout? <laughs> you, you guys know I haven't been following that closely. No, no, it, it, it is it is wonderful, of course. Uh, as we all said, um, there was too much money at stake. When you have mo- uh, millionaires arguing with billionaires, uh, ultimately you risk um, killing. And I got this wrong last week. What is it? Killing the golden calf. Killing the golden cow. Killing killing something that you can later put in a bun and eat. Um, not not degrowth. He's a vegetarian. I, I know. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, but yeah, thrilled it's back. The rules are goofy. I think second base is now the size of a Buick. Um, but as long as they're playing, all good. Sal, what are your thoughts? Um, it's a mixed bag. I think the players got what they wanted by getting the increase in the whatever you want to call it, the luxury tax threshold. I don't think it went up as high as they wanted to. Um, on the bottom end, they've got the minimum salary that went up. Again, I, I don't think as high as they wanted to. And, and, you know, they really did push on the fact that they wanted these younger players to be able to get a part of the pot. I'm not sure about this pool of money that's then going to be split up and how fair that's going to be and how it's going to be determined. I mean, that's what the lawyers are there for. Um, for the game itself, I'm – I'm somewhat of a purist, so I hate the DH, always have. Um, I'm glad we're getting back to regular extra inning rules. Um, the size of the bag, I, I, I get what they're doing. Yeah. I actually thought they were going to do something with softening the bag because so, there's so many injuries on them right now with guys stepping on them and twisting ankles and things like that. So I, I'm not really sure what the size of the bag is supposed to do. And then we'll see on the shift. I mean, if these guys can't hit the other way, which I get. I mean, I've spoken to some minor leaguers that have told me it's, you know, the way pitchers can pitch right now at velocity, it's harder to do. Um, but, you know, I don't mind if they can allow something of a shift, but maybe you can't cross the, sec- the, the second baseline, second and short. Um, I don't know if those have been really um, hammered out yet. But to me, a mixed bag, the biggest thing being, and, and the playoffs being expanded. You know, the owners are going to get more money that way. They already have TV deals in place 
knowing that they were not going to set keep the playoffs the way they were. So that's you know, that's what I feel on it. All right, and Leonardo. Uh, I'll just be brief, and I'm just asking for Rob and Dave to not talk while I talk. I know they won't because they're very polite. Uh, Dave, you did commit perjury. You did because what you said was not simply not true. You called three different ends to this strike that came and went. So, and that's just a fact. Number one, I think yesterday baseball <laughs> did arrive alive. Okay, baseball is alive. It arrived alive just like my podcast, the arrivealivepodcast.com. If you have a motorcycle, check it out. But I also think that the the teams, uh, the owners got a, a little bit of the better deal. Um, and I'm just happy that baseball is going to be back. I think I was going to say something else, but I forgot. I'm getting old. But, yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, DH, gosh, man. But, I, Sal, I hear what you're saying, man. When these guys, you know, let's, let's move the mound back a foot next year or something like that. And I'm glad they got those rule changed, right? 45 days. Now they can do whatever the heck they want. So maybe they'll move the mound back uh, 18 inches or so. All right. You know, no one wants to be in a car or a motorcycle accident or a slip and fall that causes physical or mental damage. And even construction accidents are on the rise today. But if you or a friend or family member are injured, you need a professional and understanding law firm that has experience in getting the most for their clients' injuries. And you can find all of that at the law firm of Grover and Fensterstock. They are a premier personal injury firm located in New York City, and their track record is excellent. They have years of experience working and winning for their clients. Now, they offer a free consultation, and they only get paid when you get paid. So how do you get in touch with them? Well, you call David Grover at 1-866-99-LAWYER and mention that you were referred by the Scandal Sheet Podcast, one of your favorite podcasts, of course. So David Grover at Grover and Fensterstock, 1-866-99-LAWYER, 866-99-L-A-W-Y-E-R. You'll be glad you called. I have a few questions and anybody can take a hack at this. I have personally been pretty distracted this week. I had some family in town, so I didn't really follow the negotiations too closely. But if somebody else wants to answer this, what is the international draft and why didn't the issue come up until just this week after over 90 days? <laughs> it's got, it got quiet. Anybody yep. want to? And anybody... <laughs> All right. Anyway, David, you must as the lawyer, you must know something about this, right? You know it's funny. I think it's a great question and it got very quiet. You notice that when she asked the question, nobody really It did. Knows. It did. It wasn't really reported or discussed. It was like issue number 10. All I know Right, and they threw it in like a stink bomb at the last minute. Exactly. Right? We heard about everything else but this. You know, and that's why Everyone, that's why one of the reasons I said the other day, I think it'll get done. This was like the one issue that was out there. So I think, and by the way, it's not, it's not even resolved. That's the funny part. I think they. No, they just pushed it to what? November? Yeah. July, and, and I think the players gave up something and then they might get it back if the owners were able to get. It. So basically what I, from what I understand. The, is, ar- the arbitration penalty or the draft, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, it's so, so complicated. So there's something out there. I mean, there. guys like you write this stuff, right? 200 page documents. Well, you want it. You want a carrot stick approach, right? You want, okay, listen, we're going <laughs> to give you this. 
But if you screw us on the draft, then you lose this. So they're trying to have something out there. So I think, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. I think what this has to do with is the owners want to be able to draft international players, which means pay them next to nothing, pay them minimums. And the players want them to be free agents on the market, get paid as much as possible. So I think that's really what the debate was. And the answer was nothing. So if you send your kid to Mexico, he would be a free agent. Let's say he gets citizenship in Mexico when he's 16. And this is an honest question for a lawyer. Is that how it, like, is that how it works now? Like, so he's undrafted and he's a free yeah, agent? You know, it's funny. Um, the answer is yeah. And the reason I know this. It's almost like when you move high schools to be, to be like on the starting okay, team so type thing. Right? Many years ago, Robinson Cano. Let's not, let's not bring up bad news here, but Robinson Cano was a hot prospect. I think he played in Japan or something. And what he did was he claimed residency in some other country so he could become a free agent, so he couldn't be drafted. So there was there there are yes. So the answer is yeah. People do manipulate the system to get residency in a different place so they wouldn't have to be subject to the draft. Absolutely. So even like for the what about for the J- Japanese players that come over there? Yeah, like how does that work? Like if a Japanese player wants to come over, does he get the choice of teams no, he I, wants to go to? No, no, no. To I think there is an agreement between MLB and the Japanese league, and that's why you see these things. They post players. No, we have a deal with them. It's it's very different, structured, organized. So that's interesting. Okay. Well, here's my next question for anyone else who wants to take a stab at this, do small market teams get the short stick in this deal? Because by definition, they have, you know, fewer fans and less TV revenue than a mega market like the New York Metro. First of all, they have to give up all the pre-arbitration players, the majority of their roster, a $200,000 raise, just like the biggest, the big market teams. And also the competitive balance tax is much higher than many expected. And this means it's going to be even tougher for those teams to bid on top free agents. So what do you, what do we think about these small market teams? They've ne- let, let's be honest. The owners are 30 people who couldn't care less about one another, especially the big market <laughs> owners. And you can't, you can't do, you can't do anything without Kansas city, but no one's mm. going to help Kansas mm. city. Okay. And I'm not an NFL fan, but Let's do something with ticket revenue and television deals. And sp- it doesn't have to be split up 30 ways. But let's give them a little bit more because, yes, the, the difference between the haves and the have-nots is only going to get greater. I mean, I, but and even though they want non-tanking, unless you put a floor mm-hmm. in, it's not going to happen. Um, so that's part of the reason for expanding the playoffs. That way a 81-win t- team can make it, and you hope that that – team that's at 72 then spends on somebody but if the owners truly wanted to help the other owners in a way and actually help baseball you look at the nfl model you don't have to do it exactly the same way but you you should be doing something that way and to help the team that's my take and it's been my take so sell like that it's the one league that sell this sad so the NFL is the NFL model where they take the total TV revenue and they do a um, a fair market distribution between everybody, so that like teams like Green Bay still stay in the still stay in the game. Is that the way they do Cor- it? Okay, correct. It, 
it's I don't know the exact on it. The television revenue, you got to remember, there's no local contracts in right, television. Right, right. So MLB is going to split ESPN, Apple, whatever else is going to be. But the Dodgers, who have their own network, keep all that money. The Yankees, who have the Yes Network, keep all that money. And so there's got to be something. There's there's got to be some way to put that into the pot. But that would be Armageddon with it. You want to see a fight? Have that be up there and let the 30 owners fight it out. None of them will come out right, of the room. Right. So, That's a good point. You know, I think um, – but then you look at the Tampa Bay Rays, right? And they're on top every freaking year. And sometimes maybe like these deals like Garrett Cole or uh, what's our second baseman's name that we hate again? Cano. You know, <laughs> th- that's going to hamstring – <laughs> that's going to hamstring. So maybe there's a, an opportunity to find that, you know, Robinson Cano that's 22 years old and you get him for six or seven years and if you're on the Pirates. And let's not forget, and I agree with you, Sal, but the Royals, 2015 yep. or 16, whenever yes. they won it, man. You know, now, th- and then why did they did they lose a lot of their star players? Yeah. Is that yeah, why they fell? It, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, okay. yeah remember? Cosmo yeah. went to the Padres. Well, and hasn't yeah. Milwaukee been competitive over the years or yeah. recently? Small ma- I mean, how many people live in yeah. Milwaukee? Now, Ten people? Small market teams get lucky sometimes. They get a bunch of young players. They make they make some smart signings. But the problem is, A, they can't keep their players after a few years. And these are the other part. Right. They can't afford to make mistakes. Whereas bigger market teams, the Yankees, Dodgers, well, now the Mets, which I've been waiting for forever to be a big market team. They make big mistakes and move on. The Yankees could give Jacoby Ellsbury $150 million. He stinks. And they say, eh, okay, let's go sign somebody else. If you're the Pirates, if you're the Rays, if you're a team like that, you make one mistake, you're screwed. So that's that's the difference. No, well, you got to hire smarter people everybody and be makes smarter. Mistakes. And, you know, no, I but, mean, life is not totally fair. No, but totally everybody fair. makes mistakes. So a team like the Rays, look, the Rays are brilliant. How many championships have the Rays had? And they're brilliant. How many championships do the A's have with Billy Bean? And they're brilliant too. The point is, yeah, right. I mean that that's a good point because those guys. Yeah, but but look, now look, you know they wrote that book and made a movie about all their secrets, and so everybody's using. And they data. haven't won a darn thing. Yeah, but yeah, but then you look at like a Miami Marlins and the Marlins. I mean, God help them. They they get anybody good and they ship them out so quickly that even Derek Jeter can't stand it anymore. Well, didn't they fire him? He's like, uh, see you later. He quit. Well, that's what he said. I thought he quit. That's not what everybody else said. I don't know. But So I go with this type of thought, okay? So in the NFL, the Lions stink, okay? But they are equal to every other team and the money they get and everything else. No one ever says the Lions stink because they're a small market team. They say the Lions stink because they have a terrible front office. Okay, so in baseball, it would be the same thing. You're still going to have some bad teams because their front offices are run terribly. But at least they can't blame it on the fact that they're allowed to take a a salary and uh, and make a salary structure of $20 million and try to sell that as I'm trying to be competitive. That's BS. If the playing field is more level where the payrolls are closer, again, I'm not saying it has to be even like the NFL, where the payrolls are closer, that excuse is then taken out, and then you're truly going to know who's smart and who's not. Right now, the Pirates blame the fact that we just don't have any money because Pittsburgh's a small market team. I, I don't buy that, 
But I mean, that's that is what everyone says. Well, it's true. Why, so, why, don't, why don't you buy that? You see what their TV contracts are. I mean, they, they make. No- yeah, but you also see that they have a gorgeous new stadium that probably puts in a lot of ticket revenue that everyone loves. Now, again, TV is part of it, and I'm sure the market for TV that their that their TV contract is probably on the lower third. But still, at the end of the day, their front office has been bad. They haven't they haven't made that trade. They haven't made that that signing. They haven't they haven't drafted those players that you can do. I'll take. I live two blocks away from Petco. I'm not a Padre fan, okay? And I think in-game, Prella is not great in-season, but he's made some smart moves otherwise over the last couple of years, making some drafting and things like that. It can be done. I'm just tired of the excuses in baseball. And speaking of money, mobsters, before the deal last night was ratified, we heard your owner, Steve Cohen, was objecting to the large increase in the competitive balance tax. Was he justified? I think part of that was just show number one. And, um, you know, he could spend as much as he wants. And I think he's got to make like a public kind of disdain for that. But I don't think it's going to affect him that much. He, he wants to spend. This is a toy for him. Like, Rob, what's your favorite toy that you like to play uh, oh, with no, every this day? Is, this, is a chill, this is a family show. Family show. Uh, <laughs> Keep it family friendly, Rob. Oh, uh, like Rob? No, Rob has Rob has an MP3 player, right? You have an MP3 player that he listens to, costs hundred fifty dollars. This is like this, right? I've recorded every episode of Arrive Alive, uh, and I listen to them. Hey, just over take two AA batteries. Does the Mets have the highest payroll in the league right now? For now, is that, well, is that true, well, or did some of these guys lie? Let me tell you this. I'm gonna tee. I'm gonna tee okay. it up for. I'm gonna tee it up for D Grove. D Grove loves Steve Cohen. Loves him because Steve Cohen is basically D Grove. If D Grove were a multi-billionaire, yeah, and could buy the Mets. But now, am I am I correct? Is, I gotta admit, everything I agree with everything that Sal said. Okay, <laughs> baseball should teams should all spend the same. There should be caps. There should be floors. It should be like the NFL. But after 40 years of being a Mets fan, watching them not spend money, penny pinch all the time, I finally have an owner who's rich and can spend more than the Yankees. I'm so happy about that. I've been waiting since I was a little kid for that to happen. So, yes, in principle, I agree with Sal a thousand percent. Can we have a few years of the Mets being big spenders? Can we enjoy that for a while after all these years of being tortured by the Yankees and all their money? Is that okay? I know, but Dave, Dave, when you, you when you piss away forty three million dollars on a thirty eight year old pitcher who's probably going to sit out half the games, I can, as you know, as a guy who's been with Max Scherzer for for years, yes, he was great in his day, but you know, it's like my hand hurts. You know, he's going to sit out the season, and he's still going to get the money. I mean. Doesn't it, you know, there's got to be, doesn't there have to be any kind of prudence or common sense? No, no, but that, you know something? If you're willing to spend everything, nah. why not hire Juan Soto? Because, okay, the $43 million, and you brought that up a bunch of times, it's a little yeah. it's a little misleading because it's a short-term deal. I mean, there's, you know, 
So, yes. Three years, Dave. Three years. Three years. It's three years from He's one of, 38. It's three years for one of the best pitchers in baseball. I mean, and a guy that, yeah. Was well, the best pitcher He was in one baseball. of the best the last couple years. And Dodgers sat him out for the playoffs. You know, if you want to. Remember that? They moved him into the bullpen. He was he was a little fatigued. <laughs> now, he, was, he was fatigued a little bit. Oh, whatever. my it was, God. It was a weird couple of years with the whole, you know. You are a defense attorney, aren't you? Uh, yes. <laughs> my client, those three bullets uh, in that victim's brain were not from my client's gun. Uh, you know something? I, but I look at all the free agent pictures that were out there, and as big as that was, it's probably the best risk. I'd rather give three years to Max Scherzer than give whatever, you know. I'd rather have Max Scherzer if these three. Or, Six years to Stroman, uh, right? Or, 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 or what? Ten, Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole for 10 years, whatever that is. I'd rather have Scherzer mm-hmm. for a few million more per year but for three years than Cole for a decade. Okay. And for those people that, you know, I don't know if there's any atheists uh, in the audience, and hopefully there's not too many. <laughs> But you know, not only not only does the fact that we have a, a great owner prove that there's a god, but the fact that we got rid of freaking Javi Baez—if that doesn't prove there's a god, I don't know what does. And I don't mean to—I'm not taking God's name in vain, but—and I am you know joking around a little. But I was so happy that he went to what the, the Tigers, the White Sox. I mean, it just shows that he doesn't Tigers. want anything to do with being on a winning team for the rest of his career. And I'm glad we got that hothead out of there. And I think, you know, and plus, let's not forget about Buck, right? Uh, Dave, pick a number between two and nine and tell me how many wins that you think a manager like Buck Schultz is is good Um, for a year. They say the average manager is either plus or minus five. If you have a good manager, he's he's good for five wins just because of what he does. If you have a crappy manager, he's good for five losses. I I think he's seven to ten myself. (laughs) I think he he does two things, right? He makes, he creates, hopefully, a much better clubhouse, which does help lead to wins in chemistry. And he makes good decisions. How many years? Good in-game decisions. How many years have you watched Mets games? And watch these managers make decisions. We go, what the hell are they doing? I mean, there's some things are judgment calls. Some things are just wrong decisions. And for the last four years, since, since Terry Collins left, all we've had was bad decision right. after bad decision. Does one stick out in your head uh, of a recent yes. bad decision? Last one, I'll never, I'll never forget. I, I don't know why this bothered me more. There's been so I, many. But but one I remember is when the Mets, uh, uh, Mickey Callaway was taking out a pitcher. He put someone, I forgot who it was, he put someone up in the bullpen to warm up, okay? okay. The guy threw about three or four pitches to warm up. Mickey Callaway ran, ran to the mound to get this pitcher out. Didn't do the manager little stroll, take his time, let the guy warm up. He ran, took the pitcher out. The guy came out of the bullpen completely cold. And got destroyed. I mean, I, I just remember that. I was like, what is he doing? Mickey Calloway couldn't spell cat if you sp- if you spotted him the C and the T. <laughs> he was the stupidest guy. St- probably the, the lowest IQ manager, I think, uh, in the last Would 50 years. Would have been a great friend of mine, I think. And he's out of the league, right? Because of that, uh, you know. Sexual harassment. Oh, yeah, sexual touching, harassment, you know, whatever. 
Well, no, I think he just had an nah, affair that he didn't that. mention or something. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Yes, he so texted I, I have me. A quick question. He did the Brett Favre uh, thing where he was texting, yeah. you know, not fun things. I have a quick question for the group. So now the, the lockout is over, and now we're going to see a flurry, just a flurry of free agent signings and trades and I think we're probably, as baseball fans, we're going to see more activity in a, in a short amount of time than probably we've ever seen before. We, to the point where, again, before the podcast started, we were chatting the, the breaking news that uh, Kershaw signed with the Dodgers for a year. And I think yeah. were someone maybe even to take a look, there may have even been more activity. Well, do you think that, guys Rob, there, do you think there was like secret uh, stuff going on? Point. You know, in the background, you know, it's well, just that's like, a very you know, even though it was an official, they're just like, okay, wait, like they assumed something was going agree, to get agreed on at some point. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That I'm, I'm one of a select few that is lucky <laughs> enough to actually socially hang out with, with Degrove. And at one of our recent dinners, I, 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 I said to him on the side, I, we, we did a little role play. I'm not tying into what, what's your favorite toy. That's a, that's a separate podcast. But we did a little role play. And I said, do you believe that these conversations are going on on the side while they're on the lockout? As a lawyer, by the way, I should say New York, dare I say America's best lawyer. He said, no, of course not. No. I said, wait, I can't wait, imagine wait, that's wait, not wait, the case. Wait. That's not what the on. conversation was. You said to me, do you think, you thought there were deals already made. And I said, no. I said, yeah, there might be off-the-cuff little conversations. Like, I might get you this deal or that deal. But an agent's going to have to shop that deal around. That's all I said. Of course, there's some unofficial talk here and there. You thought there were already signed to and delivered deals. I said, no, that's not That's not good. Okay, can't you, Dave, Dave, can't you have an off-the-record handshake? And then as soon as the... The thing gets signed like last night at seven o'clock or eight o'clock, whenever it was, and then boom, right. you call your buddy and say, "Okay, let's do this trade." I think it. I mean, no. Are, are you saying that no. even like right. you that was and my point, like a Dad. prosecutor are are like negotiating a plea bargain, and then officially you can't be talking, but you sort of do, and then no. and then when the thing is like official, boom, then you just do no. it. No, no, no and, and the reason I think no is because the way agents okay. get their players the most money is how shopping them around, getting teams to bid against other teams. So if you're go, yeah, if you're a guy who just wants to go to one team, you know, you're negotiating with one team. I guess that could happen, but most players, most agents, well, that's the right. thing, Dave. Not everybody is Max Scherzer or Jared Cole, are they? Right? There's 1,200 guys. The majority are not those guys. So. Like the deals, the trades, I mean, come on. They're not – aren't going to be that competitive, right? I mean, if you're, a, if you're, I mean, a, if you're a, an expendable player, but a guy like, I don't know, Michael Conforto, correct. Anybody that – anybody is going to want to shop themselves around to get the best deal. It's hard to, if you're negotiating with just one team, right? So I don't think so. I think these agents want to take a deal and say, great, let me go to someone else, see if they'll top this. That's how they get their players the most money. Hey, Sal, you, you've been silent for a couple of minutes. Can you want to jump in and, like, set us straight? Well, yeah. So, uh, you know, you got to remember what was there, $2 billion worth of deals the day before the owners right. did the lockout. 
And you have to figure there were some that were probably done. Like Carlos Rodon signed with the Giants. Two years, $44 million right right now, this morning. So let's get breakfast together. It's a little strange. So, you know, either, well, either they, they already had this deal in place on December 1st and when right. December 2nd came. Well, I think it it's not late. that they had breakfast with each other. I think it's they all slept with each other last night. Okay. Again, fa- family show, Ellie, family but, show. But at the same time, there was so much animosity between these two sides. I mean, 99 days is the second longest one that, I'm not sure if Max Scherzer, who's already signed and is working to make these deals, wants to hear, even through low-level whispering, that Carlos Rendon is secretly working with the Giants on a deal that as soon as this is done, he's going to sign. Um, so if there was anything going on, I think it had to be really quiet. And there may have been a couple of wink-winks. But I think that for the most part, these guys stayed away from each other. That I mean, I could be completely naive on that. Um, but we are going to see a frenzy. It's going to be interesting. I mean, that's some. That's the reason why people like the NBA free agency and NFL. It seems like it all happens within a week. Meanwhile, here, these can now get played out over four months because the owners are looking to screw the player and say, "Hey, you're not going to have a team unless you know you're willing to sign here in March for a lot less than you would have." back then but again that's the problem with baseball the two sides hate each other so much that they cause these own problems within within themselves they do so mm. Mm. meanwhile it seems like in the nba they just like everybody loves everybody and they all like run to the bank i have a stat here that is is and i hate to like change slightly changes ellie permission to change the subject quickly <laughs> briefly Yes, yes. So Albert Pujols is a free agent. Thank you. Albert Pujols is a free agent, 679 home runs in a 21-year career. He never struck out 100 times. He struck out 93 times once in his rookie year, and he doesn't have any 80s. He had one other 90 strikeout, and he's got 3,300 hits and just over 1,300 strikeouts. Today he would be a leadoff hitter. With those types of stats, is that crazy? I would, man. He's he's got it, and he's a free agent. I mean, Rob, do you sign Albert Pujols to a one-year deal if you're a GM? It depends on who you are. Uh, if you need a, 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 a older, aging, declining veteran to guide a young club, but, and you can get a good deal, why the hell not? Sure. But if he's not going to be okay. your missing piece to right. the puzzle. I was about to. I was about to say only if your team utilizes the DH, and I forgot every team has a DH. Now. There you go. Every team right does. Up. And he was pretty. He was pretty decent for the Dodgers last year, as only facing left-handed pitching. So, uh, I mean, the bat's going to slow down a little because what is he? Fifty-four now. You know, forty-one. But, uh, <laughs> He'll be forty-two in uh, July. Yeah. I think. Well, that's what that's what the birth certificate says. But um, but I think that he'll he'll probably be there. The biggest thing. Again, being a Dodger fan, you, you know, you heard some of this red zone. He's really great with the young guys. Again, if you're willing to take a roster spot for that, no, he's going to be limited to only batting against left-handed batters, uh, left-handed pitchers, can't run at all, can field a little bit. I'm not sure how many teams have that much space on their roster, though. All right. Hey, so I, cause can I, uh, Ellie, can I ask a question? Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Ellie, you mind if I ask a question? Get, get Ellie's permission. I know, I am. I am. Ellie, take charge here. Come on. <laughs> Pretend like you're no, flying yes, at 747. 
Yes, absolutely. Go with the program, Ellie. Please stop please doing your nails. Oh, I hear my a nail God. buffer in the background. Come on, she, I hear a nail buffer in the background. No, I mean she she flies aluminum tubes thirty thousand feet over glaciers, death traps. This is nothing. Anyways, no, it's all autopilot. <laughs> anyway, what, go ahead. What, what I was going to ask, so. You know, all this other sort of, like, uh, palace intrigue stuff aside, do you guys think, like, all of this thing is going to damage, like, the fans' view of this season? Like, people are, I mean, are tweeting all over the place, baseball's back, baseball's back. Are there, is all forgiven, or is there some residual negative stuff? I'm an idiot. I forgave him. I, you know, that's straight me. Okay. I've got my I forgave him. tickets. I have a small package. I'll sit there because I love Just baseball. Did. Right. Um, so, yeah. And I'm I'll hoping what I do, you know, uh, last year was the first, so about seven years ago when I would take my motorcycle to City Field. You know, they charge motorcycles $22 the same as they did oh cars. Oh, my God. Seven years ago, I used to ride uh, through the, into the, you know, past the, uh, the gate there and said, Oh, my nephew forgot his glasses. I'm just going to go give it to them, and then I'll I'll be right back, and I would park my bike, and I would go to the game. And it didn't work, but last year it started working again. So I'm hoping they're not smart to that. And I would uh, recommend anybody that rides a motorcycle to City Field, they do that. Just say, oh, I'm going to drop something off, and then – but, you know, the, but seriously, the Mets do have some great giveaways, the bobblehead dolls, the T-shirts. Um, I think they had the Moxabri night. During Passover, did they have a matzo brie night, I believe, where everybody got some free matzo brie? Do you remember that, Rob? Rob Rob's really excited about manage, the free ma- toys. Man, I'm looking for left field, literally. Man, I'm looking, I'm looking for left field, because that's where Leonardo's pulling this stuff from. Manischewitz presents we, we, the, the play of the game. We had a man a night. I got... So, <laughs> we had a golden I, calf I guess, night. So, how many non... How many non oh my God. correct comments can Leonardo make in one show? That's you have to give him. Yeah, yeah, you already had a. Bo- How was that politically incorrect? That's why anti-Semitic Negro. Doing your nails is sexist. I do my nails. I get a manicure. I'm in sales. I need. I know you said so in the last episode. So. So, Thad, to answer your question about forgiveness, much the way I'm assuming Ellie is forgiving Leonardo, or not, I. Or not, and if you don't, Ellie, I happen to know a really good lawyer who's, at, who's listening on this call. Always forgiven. I've heard um, much worse. I've heard worse. Uh, the fans will always forgive. There, there's excitement out there about the return of baseball. Ultimately, at the end of the day, look, if, if, if we, the fans, were going to hold a grudge, this game would have been over a long, long, long time ago. Um, certainly back in 95. So, I think... Um, everybody gets excited, especially the fact that it's not going to be a shortened season. Um, and candidly, I have tickets for opening day. Originally, it was supposed to be D. Grove, keep me I, honest, I or Leonardo. 31st, 31st. It was supposed to be March 28th or March 31st? March 31st. It's now... 31. Thing. 31. Again, you were going to play guys, us, Rob. You were going to yeah, play keep us. keep me honest. What is it? April you play 11th in your field. now? April 13th? Yeah, so Seven. you know what? It, uh, it gives me a week Seven. more shot at it being warm when we go. So I, I'm i not all that upset. It, it could be damn cold in New York in March. <laughs> yeah. Also, before I, I say something, also, Leonardo also kind of right. made fun of her profession, too, a little bit. 
So you mentioned autopilot. I mean, this is a superstar. Per- anyway, <laughs> I mean, we do we do have autopilot. Yeah. So it. <laughs> I know, but you're minimizing this incredible job. This very. It's like uh, making fun of you for using a legal pad. It's a tool of the trade, David. Use a legal pad. She uses autopilot. We're all out of order. I never said that. Counselor, you're out of order. He's out of order. You're out of order. This whole podcast is out of order. I'm, I'm, holding, I'm holding you and that annoying fluorescent light in your freaking office. Look, there, again, there's no video here. I hope you guys are happy. You're, dri- you're driving Sal to actually do Sal, you see what they're doing you're to me? Here's Sal. Sal, this is my dog day afternoon in prison. You see what they're doing you're to me over here? On. Sal was actually yeah, following this action. I want my wife on the phone. I want it now, and I want a bus, and I want to go to the airport, and I want to get a pilot. I want to go to Cuba. You understand Sal me? Sal was doing his dog day afternoon. Yeah, and Sal, you know you know that Leonardo, you know him a long time, right? He gives a lot more than he gets. So we're, we're having fun with him right now, but, you know, he gives a lot more than he gets back. So we're all good. But... Well, my question was, why, why? how come the NBA never has any disputes with the owners? The owners and the players seem to be in a love fest. And I was asking Sal if he knew the reason why for that. Well, they did. They, did they had problems, remember, a few years ago. But they trust each other more because it's more of a partnership. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, it's still, it's still an employer. Look at the Knicks. They've sucked forever, and they're a big market team, yeah. But they trust each other. I mean, hockey's had its problems. I mean, hockey lost a whole season, remember? They lost a whole season, not just one that ended. Oh, like yeah, this. right. They lost a whole season. So it's not like this, but they were able to work things out and go, you know what? Because, again, at the end of the day, the NFL's had problems, too. I mean, remember we had, what, three games of replacement players where any of us could have walked on and, and gone and played? But at the end of the day, yeah. they, they figured out what was best for themselves going forward. Baseball has just never done that. I mean, they, they, you think it's happening, and then, they, and then someone screws it up. And, and it could be because, again, this is the league where, as you guys mentioned, you know, Met fans, you guys get a Steve Cohen in there. Who knows the NFL owners besides Jerry Jones? And he's willing to share with everybody. Steve Cohen and those guys are not. That's the biggest difference, and it just it trickles down to the labor relationship. Well, it's a little different. No, it's, a, it's a very different dynamic because in the NFL, you have one big TV contract. You kind of have to share it, although this was, I, I think, well... But NBA, they have their local contracts, and they share, or the, what, they do whatever they, have, they, they do. A, you know, yeah, they have MSG a salary cap. And, but, yeah, but Wellington Mara actually think is, is the hero in that. Wellington Mara is the hero. I think years ago he decided national contracts, we all split the revenue. And that's why the NFL is what it is. Ellie, I think we need to wrap this up. Ellie, you going to prepare us for landing here, Ellie, or what? All right. I am. We've begun our final descent into (laughs) New York. Thank you guys for all the details on the contract negotiations and also all your opinions. If anyone has anything else they'd Uh-oh. like to discuss, speak now Uh-oh. or forever hold your peace slash opinions. I know it. Or put them on Twitter <laughs> later. I have two words. Yeah. Play ball and thank you, Ellie. Let's go, Matt. Play ball and thank you, Ellie. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Mets mob. Thanks for being here. And sell. And sell. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> we hope you'll follow or subscribe to Scandal Sheet on your favorite pod platform and share it with all your friends. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a shameless, over-the-top rave review on Apple Podcasts especially. That helps us build audience. Also, we want to hear from you! You can reach us online at ScandalSheetPod.com, Facebook, or Twitter, or just send us an email to contact at ScandalSheetPod.com. We'll see you next time on Scandal Sheets! Copyright 2022, Thad Helsley Media, LLC. All rights reserved.